When you need to refuel between meetings or running errands, or you just want a healthy snack that squashes your hunger, wonderful pistachios, which come in a variety of flavors and sizes, by the way, are the perfect choice to fill you up and keep you going throughout the day. Wonderful Pistachios is also a good source of protein and a zero-guilt snack. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, guys, which gives you over 10% of your daily value. And with flavors like salt and pepper, sweet chili, and seasoned salt in the shelled variety, options like chili roasted, sea salt, and vinegar or jalapeno lime in the no-shell variety, you're sure to please your taste buds while snacking healthy. So check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. All right, who has not taken advantage of the week free trial of the fitness app yet. Check it out. It is a one-stop shop for all your fitness, nutrition, and wellness needs. Custom meal plans, personalized workout programs, meditations, sleep programs, community support, and so much more. You can use it on any device, anywhere, any place, anytime. No equipment needed or all the equipment in the world is in there. There's yoga, there's kickboxing, there's audio only workouts, there's HIIT training, weight loss programs, prenatal programs, anything and everything you can think of is in the fitness app. And if you go to the fitnessapp.com slash podcast deal, you can get 25% off an annual subscription for $89.99 a year. So check it out and start your free trial today. Welcome to Keeping It Real Conversations with Jillian Michaels. All right, team. Today's conversation is with Dr. Uma Naidu. So we've had her on before. She is a nutritional psychiatrist. We were talking about her internationally best-selling book, This Is Your Brain on Food. So you guys may remember what a badass this woman is. She looks at the way nutrition impacts your mood, your state of mind, anxiety, stress, depression, uh, which is apropos, Cindy. I think everybody is getting their ass kicked yet again mm-hmm. by one more year in this decade. Oh my yeah. goodness. So listen, don't, don't worry. We're going to be talking about all things alcohol, cytotoxin, or superfood. We're going to be looking at foods to help with libido. I mean, we are going to have the best show ever with Dr. Naidu. But oh my God, who is getting their butt kicked in 2022? I, I just count. It's like I count the days until 2023, which I said in 2021 yeah. and 2020. I'll never <laughs> forget in 2019 when you said, hopefully next year. <laughs> be much better than this year. Oh my year. God, did I say that? I mean, it just, oh. 
you guys. And and you know what sucks is that a lot of the bad news I'm hearing is about people's health. Um, in mm-hmm. particular, they're, I mean, I'm hearing horror stories. So I, I guess I'm lucky, you know, as, as the kind of Larry David-esque escapades of my life unfold, you know, <laughs> it's just one absurd inconvenience after another that you're like, all right, you know, this is just life. Um, but I continue to hear horror stories like my dad's in the hospital they're not going to be able to clear the blockages in in his heart so you're like oh man that's not good you know Mm -hmm. geez dad's back in the hospital another friend of mine's mom just diagnosed with cancer deshanna's friend's mom diagnosed with pancreatic cancer i'm like every single time cindy every time i talk to somebody i ran into a friend her husband just died of cancer she's she's young She's, she's my age and I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what? You know, you. this is not the kind of stuff where that I tend to deal with. Of like, I lost my job and then, or, you know, not, I don't lose my job, but business stuff goes down, constant mess. Like I cannot seem to get a win. Like we will get everything all the way to the finish line, like mm-hmm. that one yard line. And then there's something in the deal. And you're like, how did this, this is a deal breaker. This is a no, you know, it's, it's just been like that all year. And I'm like, oh my God, like statistically based on the numbers, shouldn't there be a win? You know, I say that every time anything remotely positive happens and, and there's like a, a caveat, I'm like, just take the win, just take the win and feel it take it in because it's going to be gone soon that that feeling will be gone soon and yes part of it is our age and the age of the parents of our friends and our parents and but i'm noticing it and maybe it's because of long covid um people in their 20s coming out coming down with things physically that they didn't have to deal with before just hearing horror stories one of the one of the women who works at my company and mind you, this has been going on for several years, a couple of years. But she's like, oh, I've got to go to a funeral. And um, I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And so her friend, their their child had cancer and died. And it was like a three-year-old. And you're just like, you fucking kidding? Like, I, 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 I don't know. It's everywhere I turn, I'm hearing these yeah. stories. And... Uh, you know, you listen to these these conversations and it's like, oh, food and mood, food and depression, food and anxiety, sleep and mood and anxiety and breathing and exercise and like all of these things are good. But God, if I was going through any one of those things, I don't think I'd get out of bed, Cindy. Mm. I think I would just like when I get hit with a ton of bricks, I kind of just like everything stops. Yeah, I don't make it to the gym. I don't take my supplements. I don't go, you know, to McDonald's. But it just kind of—I can't imagine losing a kid or watching no. a parent like yeah. slowly wither away. And I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm not here to tell you if you're going through this because I imagine a lot of you are because everybody seems to be to give up or it's hopeless. That's not what I'm saying. I think I'm just trying to say that. I am so sorry for what you're going through. If you are in fact going through something like this, you have my 
you have my empathy and my thoughts and hang in there. Cause even though I keep thinking it's a numbers game, right. I'm like, it's going to get better. Like at some point it will get better. It's a matter of odds. You can't lose every single one. Can't land black on every fucking time. It just, it cannot. Right. And, and then you, you got to go back to what can I learn? How can I grow? Even though some things seem insurmountable. And at the time it seems absurd to quote, look for a lesson. There will come a time where you will look for the lesson or you'll have to, to give these things a meaning of some sort. And I watched G, I mean, he's the perpetual optimist, right? And I used to think he was just, I was like, you got to stop. And um, he'd always kind of see the, not the realist, the optimist. And that poor guy got smashed so hard this year with so many things. So he gets on the phone with me the other day and, you know, we're working on selling a, a company and uh, I was like, what do you think, G? Because it affected like my my decision on a few other things. He goes, I don't know, mama, I give it 50-50. And the old G mm-hmm. would have been like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, mama, yeah. You know what I mean? He would have. So maybe despite everything he's been through, this sort of pragmatism and this realism, I actually think it's good for him because previously he would want it to be great. For you, though, almost, right? That codependence of like, I can fix it. I can make it better. I can make it great. He's He lost his best friend. His father's in the hospital again. You know, we've had like so many work, just complete like one yard liners that just, just implode at the very last minute after months of work on things. But I think I finally see him where he's like, I just, there's nothing. It's going to go the way it's going to go. Yeah, Whereas well, acceptance. Before, yeah, yeah. Like it's going to go the way it's going to go. And he used to have nightmares that like horses would fall on me and he couldn't lift them off. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, that dream's over. Like I died under that fucking horse. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so anyway, the point is there's a lesson in there somewhere that will hopefully bring you peace. Look for it. And obviously if your depression or your anxiety or your sadness is deep and situational or chronic, you should absolutely see a psychiatrist. There is no shame in that. And, you know, that kind of chemical depression can be very difficult to dig your way out of because it begets itself. Um, So this segment with Dr. Naidu is fun. And we're looking at, you know, quick rapid fire, like menopause, do this, libido, do that, alcohol, yay or nay, well, depends. Okay. (laughs) Caffeine, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah, But, but if, you know, if you're dealing with some heavy, heavy shit, get some real help, know that you're not alone. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about you. We're, we're feeling your pain. We're sending you love and support. And hopefully the show makes you feel that way and keeps you a little bit entertained and gives you a distraction and empowers you to take charge of the things you can. We will be right back with nutritional psychiatrist, Harvard-trained Dr. Uma Naidu. Your business was going great, but now your team is buried in manual work. If this is you, you should know these three numbers, 37,025, one. 
37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. 25, NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Jillian. That's netsuite.com slash Jillian to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash Jillian. All right, team. You know, I love Skims underwear because I've mentioned them and have been wearing them for, gosh, a little over a year now. So I finally had to try their bras and Skims has delivered yet again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. Even the underwire bras I wear all day are so comfortable, I barely even notice I'm wearing them. Whether it's the weightless scoop bra, the fits everybody bra, the plunge bra, the fits everybody t-shirt bra. I always get them in sand, so you never notice them. Super comfortable. Love them. Wear them nonstop all the time. Shop Skims bras at skims.com now. Available in 62 sizes, 38 to 46 each, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. All right, team, we are back with my guru here, Dr. Uma Naidu, the author of This Is Your Brain on Food. And as promised... She's going to be answering some questions, but you guys sent in so many questions about the same stuff that I thought we could play a little game here, Doc. And I thought (laughs) I could throw out topics of interest for people and you could give me your top foods to eat. Mm -hmm. If there's preparation tips in there, combination of foods, Mm -hmm. let me know. And the top don'ts. So top do's and top don'ts. Okay. The first one, this is a Uh big one right now, is libido. A lot of people struggling with this one, Doc. And is it different for men and women? Top views. Yes. So it definitely is a little different for men and women for some obvious reasons that are likely related to our hormone makeup. So one thing I would just say for men suffering from low libido, while, uh, you know, pure soy protein and organic soy, edamame, uh, tofu are good options, this is probably not the best for male who's struggling with libido. Um, right. and those are know, phytoestrogens, right, Doc? It, 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 there's, there's some mechanism, and it's not, you know, we, we think it could be that, but it's not, uh, it, it's a little bit of a gray zone. But okay. research Understood. has shown that, you know, even if you're vegetarian, maybe find some other options. Now, I think we know, uh, and we might have talked about this before, the components of the standard American diet, um, the Western diet called sad for a good reason. We know these are problematic. And if that's what you're leaning into, you know, it's it's just going to cause that inflammation in your gut, which is going to get everything out of whack. And we know that our hormone production, some of it actually happens in the gut. So we, the way that we eat is related to everything that we're doing. But 
Here's the good news. Some foods that help oxytocin, which many people call the hugging hormone, are things like right. that we love, like dark, you know, extra dark chocolate. I just say the extra dark, not candy bars, the extra dark chocolate, get your palate used to it. And many people enjoy that. And it also, you know, it contains magnesium. Um, and so that's a good one for you. And then, you know, coffee tends to be good uh, if you tolerate it and if you don't get jittery with coffee, but just keep it to like under, under about 400 milligrams a day. Right. right. Um, well, we talk a question for you on yeah. that. Yeah. Cause I say yeah. that to you all the time, but yeah. just cause I've been told by people like you to say that. So then I just presume, <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh, you know, but don't have more than two. But then, you know, the yeah. other day, my brother drinks a ton of the stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to go over 400 milligrams. He's like, well, mm-hmm. why? And I was like, well, mm-hmm. because it's, it's dehydrated. It, I don't, hold on. So I'm yes. going to ask you, when oh. you drink too much of it, why, why is it bad? Well, you're actually right, Julian. This dehydrating, for one, the caffeine level adds up because coffee on its own is rich in polyphenols, but it's the caffeine that can cause problems for people. So some people, like your brother, may be completely okay with tons of coffee and the caffeine that goes with it. Others, they'll have a half-calf and be jittery, and those are the individuals who really have to be careful and maybe avoid it or find like a decaf tea that's better. Uh, you know, our gut microbiome is so much like a thumbprint now that, you know, he might be completely different from your ability to consume coffee. The guidelines and what more the research suggests is that under, for, uh, under the 400 milligrams, but I'll have, I have a really great colleague at Harvard who's written about um, about uh, coffee, uh, Dr. Sanjeev Chopra, who's actually Deepak Chopra's brother. He's an expert um, hepatologist, and he touts the benefits of coffee all the time. And he will tell you he drinks many coffee cups of coffee a day, but I have to build in the caveat for my patients because in mental health, they can also completely uh, cause a panic attack for people. Right, so, anxiety and strength. Anxiety. That's yeah. I, yeah. So I thought, right, I was thinking about that because, you know, you start saying these things uh, uh, you know, automatically, right? It's like, well, don't do more than two strong cups a day. So this is a universal guideline that's applicable to everyone is no more than that. No more, more no more than that. But like your brother, your brother, if he's okay and everything else is good, you know, it, it's fine for him. The only other thing I like to add in with that is similar to alcohol is what you add to it. Uh, because I, I'm the, of the philosophy, more pe- people drink coffee and drink alcohol than don't. So I'd rather give them guidances about how to do it almost in a clean way in quotation marks. Um, uh, and meaning, you know, it's the junk we add to our coffee that's often problematic too. Or the simple syrup and the multiple liquors that go into a, a cocktail versus just a small glass of wine or, you know, um, a small glass of red wine you know, which was uh, thought actually to be helpful for libido. So, you know, if you're having, if you, if you're having some pistachios, some almonds and walnuts, um, I love pe- to people to remember mnemonics because that's how I got through medical school. So my mnemonics for this is poor, P-A-W, <laughs> pistachios, <laughs> almonds and walnuts. And then got it. Apple, apples and pomegranates, onions and avocados actually uh, thought to really help libido long so include these in like your everyday diet include in the salad if you're having a date night and a saffron and um and fenugreek it's fenugreek's not a spice everyone knows but saffron is definitely something that that people people know and like so 
Doc, speaking of saffron, I'm just going to jump um, to depression. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about saffron in your book, but mm -hmm. can you elaborate? I've had people also mm -hmm. tell me that, pharmacists actually, and he was saying that there are studies that have shown in the right doses, it can be as powerful as Prozac. Is this true? I mean... Yeah. You know, I'm always a food first person, Jillian, you've heard me say that, but saffron is one of those exceptions. Um, I do believe that our diets are not perfect, so there may be a reason for us to get a supplement of some kind, but the instance of saffron, if you think about it, right, it's a very delicate, tiny herb um, that, or spice that is, um, we use very little in, in a dish. But the studies that were done used high level, higher doses that would be more than the culinary use. And that's why it's one thing if you have a mood, um, have struggles with your mood a little bit, speak to your doctor about a saffron supplement, a good saffron supplement, because there have been really good studies to show that it helps elevate or helps improve mood. Um, and, and I think that if you went with the guidance of your doctor, uh, while you can certainly add it to your food, you're simply not going to get the food dose you need right. from that because it's so little. Um, okay. You'll get the flavor. And so I would say in that instance, uh, look at a clean supplement. Doug, there's a, I cannot remember the name of it, but there's like a, synth, it's not synthetic. It's it's what's in, because saffron's so expensive. Yes. What, it's not saffron. Like what is, it's in the supplement. It's like, an extract of saffron, and I can't remember the name of it. So the the, the studies were actually done with uh, saffron in a supplemental okay. form, which is why I feel comfortable saying that if there are no reasons that your doc, you know, you always go through your doctor because, like I've said before, grapefruit great grapefruit juice, otherwise healthy if it's fresh squeezed, can actually you know. Um, interact with your liver enzymes when you're on certain medications. So that's why I always say, I'm not just, you know, kind of being a nerdy doctor and saying, uh -huh. talk to your doctor. I'm saying everyone has different conditions and things have become so highly, uh, uh, more like precision medicine these days. Um, uh, Julian, with the, with the gut microbiome and what we're knowing, what we're learning, that you just, you just have to be careful. Make sure you're not taking any other medications that your doctor would be concerned about. Basically, you're saying now just stick to pure saffron and talk to your doctor, which brings me to the omegas doc. You know, yeah. you talk about these all the time for yeah. mood in particular, but yeah. you say food, not supplements. Can we get enough in our food? Are there, yeah. is there a certain dose that we need? Does it have to mm -hmm. be, you know, of the three omegas is one better than another? Mm -hmm. So the omegas are a great, a great group, right? And they, because they're rich um, antioxidant and, and anti-inflammatory and they have the healthy fats, they actually t help different conditions. They help depression, they help anxiety, they help cognition. So they, they really target different things. And like I've said before, you know, people simply don't fall into a checklist of conditions, which is how our textbook or our diagnostic and statistical manual is set up. And I'm not always cool with that because I just see people with a touch of depression and some and some trauma or some ADHD and anxiety. Um, it's often a mixed picture. That's why uh, foods that are rich in omega-3s or even a supplement, if that's what you take, actually it's great because they target a few different things. The seafood sources definitely are rich in the type of omega that reaches our brain. Um, 
those that don't consume seafood, uh, there are so the short chain omegas, which are less efficient in reaching your brain. Right. But, you know, the hemp seeds, the flax seeds, the walnuts, the sea algae, you can still include them in your diet. And I would say have them every day, Have switch it up, have, you know, some hemp seeds on one day in a salad or flax powder in your, you know, ground flax in your um, healthy smoothie that day, whatever it is, or add a few. The, the, they're not as efficient, so sometimes taking an algal oil supplement could help that, which is a, a basically made from algae. That could be a good option for someone who doesn't eat seafood. If you do eat seafood, consuming different types of seafood, so you know wild uh, sockeye salmon if a couple of days a week, you want um, a serving a portion size to be about the size of your mouse, um, you know, computer mouse if, if right. you have one, so you know that that kind of image <laughs> not your actual and, mouse you know, for those of you that have a pet mouse yeah. <laughs> please continue so, um and then you know there are other there are other foods that are rich in omegas right there so i, I usually have the mnemonic smash which is uh so sardines uh, sardines are great great sauce um great snack as well mackerel um anchovies salmon and um uh haddock so the, you know, I, I always say to say, if you are a seafood eater, look for the, you know, where you can get the better sourced uh, salmon, the better sourced seafood. Canned sardines are great for a snack if you eat them. Uh, oh, but these are ugh, good ways to get in your eat, omegas. And yeah, and some people hate, <laughs> some people love them sardines. and some people hate them. You know, oh, it's a, my wife loves it's them. It's a funny and I thing. Just... She gets them on her pizza, the anchovies, and the whole family just gets pissed. The house smells, the whole oven stinks. We're like, do not put reheat our pizza with your friggin' anchovies. But oh my God. But I don't try yeah, to discourage so it's a love her, thing. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. it's like I'm constantly trying to push her to eat better. So I try not to discourage right, her. Right. But mother of God, Doc. What'd you say? She's yelling, <laughs> I do eat healthy from the other room. Sometimes, honey, sometimes you do. Uh, <laughs> what about things like caviar and mussels and clams? Because I, I like I love those foods. Those are okay. No mercury there. They are. And I think this is where balance comes in and sourcing and being aware of which oh. which seafoods have that. But then that doesn't mean you can't have it. Just switch it up. You know, okay. um, I always like to say that it's not so much about being elitist, but sometimes when I make when I talk about salmon and people say, well, you know, not everyone has access, but I went to a dollar store recent, recently specifically to see if they had any healthy canned foods. And one of the foods they had was canned salmon. So, you know, canned salmon, canned mussels, canned oysters, they actually are super rich in zinc, which is great for your brain. So aside from the omegas, they have other nutrients that are that are brain foods. So they are they're they're you know cool choices for you to add into your diet. But what we don't want people to be during and I don't know you're not doing this is like eating mussels every single day, eating clams every single day. But if you're switching it up um, and you are you know someone who enjoys seafood and you and you get you know you you can have different types during the week that's a good that's a good way to go for you know i always talk about clean proteins so even if i'm talking to someone who's vegan and they eat tofu i'll say you know try to get that mm -hmm. organic tofu that's non-gmo sourced eat the edamame um, yep. in that type of stuff so it applies to all of us um okay can you expand on alcohol uh because yeah. I thought I had figured this one out, I'll be honest with you. And I was like, okay, yeah. here's the deal, right? Don't add all this sugar and 
you know, a drinky day tops, but I try to limit it personally to like four to six max a week. And then Mm -hmm. you talk to some like, you know, a a neurosurgeon and they're like, oh, it can help remove amyloid plaques from the brain. And you're like, oh, really? Okay, Mm -hmm. great. Oh, it can help Mm -hmm. keep certain Mm -hmm. enzymes primed in the liver. But then I'll listen to an endocrinologist and I'm like, well, it's a cytotoxin and really none is good. And I'm just like, oh my God. Right. And, you know, and it, so, you know, doc, it, 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 it is, it, it is hard. It, it is hard. And I think this is when nutrition does get, get to be, um, get to be difficult. So let's break it down. Right. I, okay. I, I, I said earlier in the conversation, you know, I think more people than not eat foods like beef, eat foods, drink coffee and drink yes. alcohol. Let's just 100%. take those three categories. Without question. Right. Yes. And without question in each of those industries, the marketing, um, the places that sell them, um, there are very, there's a variance, right? There's quality variance. There's how it's sourced. Um, there's even arguments about whether we should, you know, consume beef because of the saturated fat, but there's newer science, right? Studies that came out, um, the one that was cited by the uh, journal of the American association of cardiology that really was one of the most cited in 2020, talking about the fact that you know we've been they've been rethinking saturated fats and you say that not not everyone is on board with it Julian but I'm just throwing that in as a caveat because these are the nutritional certainly nutritional nuances that that come into nutritional psychiatry so let's let's focus on alcohol yeah let's focus on alcohol here here are my tips I'm just going to assume that the person does consume alcohol so I'm going to say they should have clean cocktails. You know, don't add the junk. Simple syrup is simply sugar. The multiple liquors just add to the sugar load, and they come with other flavorings, which, while fancy, not saying don't have one on your birthday, but those juices and stuff, they just add to the the. It's not just simply calories, but they add to the sugar load, right, of that yeah. of that drink. So um, a, a glass of really nice red wine, or now there are companies that are producing white wines and rosé with no sugar and you know if, if that's something you care about and you want to look at a lower calorie that's lighter that could be a way to go and if you enjoy it and it's you know it, it's it, it's something you enjoy with your dinner something that's another way to go so clean cocktails within moderation um, always hydrate always hydrate because that becomes alcohol is also very dehydrating and all of the things that doctors say about alcohol it's not that they're not true but it's i do think that rather than than scare someone with with the fact that yes alcohol can do these things if they are consuming alcohol i'm going to give them some guidances about here's how you can do it so you know if you're having three to five um uh drinks in a week and you you otherwise feeling okay when when i would well, this is when i would be concerned if you're not sleeping well you having that glass of wine or red wine to fall asleep that's going to disrupt your sleep architecture if you were telling me that um, and of course i don't mean you but if someone is telling me they woke up in the morning and they were jittery and they were their anxiety was on the rise that my my wife gets that some people are, are super yeah they are very but they're Doc, super sensitive same with coffee what is that yeah Wait, okay yeah. so that's microbiome yeah. then cuz you were saying it's like a thumbprint it's, so it's her- microbiome so her microbiome is different from yours but in addition to that or different from mine but in addition to that you know uh, alcohol does have these uh, d- depending on the amount depending on the amount 
and it's various so different people, they can have these, you know, toxic effects, but she may be super sensitive okay. and therefore if it, if it doesn't work for her and she wakes up jittery and she's yeah. been drinking enough water, yep. you know, and, and or it's affecting her, then it, it's, it's not working for her. So either it's the, the type of alcohol and she really wants to consume something, finding something that maybe her gut tolerates better. But um, that's, that's a great example of just it being um, uh, the metabolism of it, the fact that it's it's making her feel jittery and shaky, it's it's definitely impacting her neurological state differently than, say, the glass of wine you had. So there is just a certain amount of this that requires us to take some self-agency and pay attention to how our, bo- our body responds to the third cup of coffee, the glass of right. wine. Because it, while there are these, these excellent guidelines you're giving us, ultimately, yeah, she's responding differently than me to the glass of wine and my brother is responding differently than me to the third cup of coffee. To the coffee. Okay. This, this is all correct. And in nutritional psychiatry, I've uh, designed these principles, um, these pillars of nutritional psychiatry, which are basically principles. And one of them is body intelligence, which is exactly what you're speaking about. You know, if you can have that second cup of coffee, but you come to your two o'clock podcast recording and you're like, I'm going to have my third cup and then you start to feel shaky. That's obviously not working. Um, Or you notice that night you can't sleep. Um, That's body intelligence. And I find that many people just will tell me they have brain fog and never actually connected to the fact that they've been eating a certain kind of lunch for at work for that, you know, past two weeks or at home or wherever they are. Okay. Um, We got to take a quick break and doc, I know you're on a tight schedule today. But when we come back, I've got some rapid fire questions for you on keto, intermittent fasting, adaptogens. We'll be right back with Dr. Uma Naidu. And everybody, go get This Is Your Brain on Food. It's her best-selling, most awesome book ever. It's my go-to Bible. We'll be right back with Dr. Uma Naidu. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Doc. So I'm going to try to rapid fire these. Um, here we go. So people, like I was mentioning to you during the break, I get 10 questions on, let's say, menopause, right? And so I'm just mm-hmm. going to try to pare it down to top three foods for menopause, do's and top don'ts. Okay. Um, all right. So with menopause, one of the things you want to be thinking about is what what are the symptoms you're having and how can you use your diet to kind of clean up those things, right? So some people right. are struggling right. with sleep. It yep. starts with, um, you know, the things you've heard before, sleep hygiene. Are you going to shop at your favorite supermarket or store late at night, right? 
that type of exposure to light is going to impact your sleep. Um, you know, what the coffee that you're drinking, the alcohol that you're drinking, is that something you need to tweak a little bit because maybe you need to have that cup of coffee earlier in the day. Maybe you need to not be leaning on that glass of wine or two um, and that type yeah. of stuff. Now, sleep can also be impacted by food. So one of my tricks with that is have breakfast for dinner because eggs if you consume them, are rich in melatonin and some other foods that I list in my book. So have that as like an omelet. Yeah, okay. Yes. Got it. So have those at night. So, you know, I, I just happen to mention sleep because a lot of women tell me about about that being a problem. Then in terms of, you know, anti-inflammatory foods, they actually bring back, they, they help your gut. And we know that hormones and we know that in menopause, Things are kind of getting a little bit out of whack and you're not feeling comfortable. But when you bring it back to the gut, you realize that the hormone production happens there, vitamin production happens there. It's one of the places that it's a little factory where all these microbes are interacting. You can think, well, look, if I just, you know, start to cut out that daily ice cream and start to put in a healthy serving of berries. It's slow and yeah. steady. You know, I'm not yes. saying Friday night don't have ice cream, but but build it in slowly. So, um, you know, the there's a there's a diet that's been um, uh, that a doctor's done some research on called the Galveston diet. I know I wrote some, I wrote a blog for them once. And, you know, that has some interesting um some interesting, uh, uh, you know, things things that that can be useful to women to look to look up as well. Galveston and, diet. I'm going to check that out, Doc. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, Cause, yeah the, the and the questions come in like this: maca yeah. and menopause, adaptogens right. and menopause, uh, top foods for menopause. I'm just like, oh my god! But then I, of course, I didn't think about it with regard to symptoms that's so intelligent it's like if you're not sleeping what foods are going to help calm you down that makes perfect Correct. sense and 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 much is a great form of green tea it's one of the purest right and and has um properties that help with focus because green tea is rich in L-theanine and EGCG. so those could be great but is she feeling that the maca is impacting her negatively or is it helping her you know, maybe she needs to switch to a green tea with jasmine or something that uh, like a passion more flower gentle. tea can be very calming and more gentle to to the body and sort of keeps her less anxious because that's yeah. the other thing that happens. People, uh, women get more anxious during menopause. I see that in my clinic all the time. So these are, you know, these are just ways to um, to think to think about it. Keto, yes or no? So keto is, it's very specific. I've had people have great success on keto. Uh, keto has certainly, there's some case studies in certain uh, mental illnesses where that has helped with the weight gain related to medications that the individual is taking and has helped to improve symptoms. But I don't feel strongly enough yet that that's what we should be giving, doing for everyone. So keto is, is, is good for some people. I don't think people should do it for a long time. They right. should, again, pay attention to body intelligence. And if they're not feeling well, I've had at least, um, I've had success with some of my patients doing that while integrating it with nutritional psychiatry principles. But I've also had a couple of people get sick and not feel good. So again, um, based on my clinical experience and looking at the research, you know, it does, um, I, I feel like if it works for you, let's tweak it to the best advantage for your brain. 
And mm-hmm. if you're not feeling well in it, then sure. it's not for you. And I don't think anyone should be doing this long term. I think right. do it for a while and then just adopt healthy eating habits, right? Because then you're not getting so many of these foods that are beneficial in a myriad of other ways. I, I mean, you, you know, doctors <laughs> like yourself and Dr. Lee, you guys are like, oh, and then if you get pomegranate, it's going to replenish your acromancia microbe. But if yeah. you're on keto, yeah. you're yeah. not eating it. It, it's you're not, you're like, not eating it. And, and even something as simple as whole grains, right? Because whole grains, are, I'm not referring to a, a, a loaf of whole wheat bread that is pre-sliced packaged in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Because if I, you know, went on vacation, I left it outside on my counter, it would be great three weeks later. <laughs> because it's highly processed, right? And it's got a lot right. of stuff in it to make right. it last. So... When I say whole grains, I mean, you know, spelt, uh, quinoa, um, you know, things that actually uh, oats, barley, small portions of it, farro. um, um, These types of grains are important because actually your microbes need those whole grains. So the fiber and the the benefit of the whole grains, it's just that I don't want you to be eating heaps of it. Um, you know, all the time. I want you to have it as part of your balanced diet, but don't completely ignore it, um, you know, unless your doctor has suggested that you try maybe a short-term keto for a specific reason. Like See, that's keto right. Diet is originally... Like you epilepsy, right, yeah, Doc? That's right. Yes. That's exactly right. Right. So, you know, if you if it was a, it really was developed as a treatment for epilepsy. So right. that, was, okay. that was how it started. So yeah. under doctor's supervision for specific individuals with a specific medical condition and not for an extended period of time. Because people just like... Once it gets into the zeitgeist, it's yeah. um keto yeah. and it just becomes a part of their identity. I'm like, you're not, you're actually Ralph. Nice to meet you, Ralph. You're eating keto for a little while. Okay. It's cheese. Um, intermittent fasting, yes or no? So I I again, um, there's not that is not enough evidence in nutritional psychiatry for that. We're still doing the research. Um, anecdotally, patients have said to me, those that do successful intermittent fasting under the supervision of a physician, um, you know, will tell me they have less brain fog and they have like greater focus in the afternoon. So I think it works for some people. Um, it's the fasting interval that works for you. It's whether if you wake up hungry, you should not be doing intermittent fasting. Um, I, I like to tap into those patients of mine who are interested in doing it. They're working, I work in conjunction with their PCP. They almost natural fast as they wake up and I have a cup of coffee, Dr. Naidu, and I feel good and I'm only hungry for lunch at 11. That's okay. You know, so we work out a fasting window for them, but we also incorporate those healthy whole foods. It's not just let me eat pizza and Coke in, you know, the um someone said to me, that is a that is a vegetarian that's a vegetarian diet dr naidu don't forget and you know right, so it's always yes. about these little nuances and being a little specific with people so yes you can you can try that out um i think the 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 more research will emerge around a mental health and intermittent fasting but for physical health there's a lot of good evidence about sort of the cell cellular renewal yes. in the body that happens. So if, if you naturally are faster and it works for you and you have the right window um, and men are different from uh, women in this, in terms of the fasting window and that, and, and even the, the, they uh, are outcomes. Are they, so, are they capable yeah. of more? 
so they they can do yes so they well i don't know if i would say more i would say that it's a different window like a different they can go longer yeah, my brother can eat 16 window. hours like it's nothing and it 12 hours i'm like clawing my eyes out and i have to add That's like right. i have to drink right. right. to 14 <laughs> and my wife can't even she has to eat immediately when she wakes up right and some people and and so for her she's probably just not someone who unless you know her doctors told her there's some benefit from it in depending on her conditions um you know it's not for her and i and right. i get that a lot in my clinic as well right okay uh i got two more doc number one is top three foods for anxiety and i, I went to top three foods because mm -hmm. it was Top mm -hmm. foods, and I'm trying to narrow. I know you'll be here all day. So if you had to pick no, no. three, yeah. and I, I see people, mm -hmm. the anxiety thing crosses. It's just everywhere. Everyone's yeah. feeling yeah. anxious these days. Feeling it. Yeah, this is this is true. So I'm going to go with slightly different foods. That uh, I'm going to go with some some ones that you wouldn't have thought that people wouldn't have thought of. I'm going to say lean into fiber. Those five fiber foods: the beans, the berries. Um, the apples, bananas, the fruit, but those that are rich in fiber, the walnuts, the, you know, um, fiber rich lentils, these are filling foods. And what they do is they are more complex starches. They break down more slowly in your body. And if you have that uh, as part of, say, your lunch, and your, they should be having it a little bit at every meal, they actually help ease the uh, insulin spikes and your blood sugar in your body. And they, I've noticed that patients with anxiety will feel on more of an even keel when they really lean into fiber-rich foods. And you okay. can't get fiber from animal or seafood protein. So think about plant. Uh, think about a plant slant. Um, and then, so that's one big group. Fiber. Fiber is your friend when you're anxious. Uh, the next okay. one is um, easy. Easy uh, hack is turmeric with a pinch of black pepper. If you are uh, someone who hasn't been using it, get a nice little organic brand, uh, a quarter teaspoon with a pinch of black pepper, add it to a tea, a soup, or a smoothie. Um, a good amount of evidence for anxiety. Uh, definitely speak to your doctor because with all these natural substances, uh, you know, I'm not sure what medications you may be taking. You want right. to be careful. And okay. then a third big one with anxiety and, and um, is how can you get in magnesium into your body? Because magnesium helps lower anxiety. So some people go to a supplement and there are different forms, uh, different yeah. types of supplements. But if you said top three, I'd say pay attention to adding in an easy spice to your day, add fiber to your diet. And, uh, you know, if you're getting your blood tests and you're going to see your doctor, check your electrolytes, see what your magnesium level is. It may not be that you need a supplement, but, you know, what can you be... Uh, what can you be adding uh, that's rich in magnesium? Okay, last question, Doc. What is your cheat food slash treat food? Because I hate that word. Yeah. But what do you eat that's not awesome, right? And how often, how much of it? Or like not going to change your brain for the better, so to speak. Like what does a person like you do when they're not eating walnuts? <laughs> that's funny so i'm definitely like with everyone else i'm not a perfect eater and i wouldn't claim to be one but i really am here to improve um how people are feeling emotionally and their mental health the short answer to your question is i have a favorite um a type of cheese pizza 
uh, and I, when I, if I, I'm near the store or I'm in that area of the world, um, I will try it out. And uh, not often. So it's not as much as I might like it. It's, I, you know, I, I, I've written this and I believe it. The, the unfortunate thing is these cheat treat foods are, are mistreating your brain. So I, I'm not going to do it too often. But if I happen to come across it or I feel, and I think this is really important when it comes to foods that are not, that we know are not healthy. If you're going to feel badly about it and you're going to, you know, beat yourself up, it's just not worth it. So when I do this, I go in with, hey, I, you know what? I've earned this, uh, this, uh, this not so great for my brain food, but I'm going to enjoy it because I don't often eat it or I'm not often here and just lean into it. And, you know, next day I'm eating my salad again. So oh, I'm Gosh, cool with that. You are awesome. Everybody, get Dr. Naidu's book, This Is Your Brain on Food. As always, you are fantastic. Where can we get more, Doc? How do we get more Dr. Naidu and change our brain, help with our anxiety, improve our mood, feel better? How? Where do we go to find the rest of your stuff besides Thank your awesome you. book? Thanks so much, uh, Jillian. So check out uh, my website, umanaidumd.com. We have a giveaway guide and um, a newsletter and lots of stuff that you can get there. Check me out on social media at D-R-U-M-A-N-A-I-D-O-O, which is my name at Dr. Uma Naidu. And you also, we're always putting out the, you know, the most recent research and some handy tips for you to feel better. So those are, those are great ways to keep connected with me. And thanks, Jill. It's always so amazing to talk with you. Guys, if you're enjoying the show, do us a big favor and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts because it just helps us get the show out there, get heard by more people. We'd really appreciate it.